0: What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the O2 Podcast. Tonight, we've got Andrew and Paul. And we are here to give you the intro into this week's episode. So, it's a good one. It's good. Oh, it's, it's good. A, it's it's a good, good episode. It's good. Get you, yeah, I enjoyed it. It'll get you moving, get you up and going.
1: That's it. You're damn right. So,
0: Paul. Feeling all right, man? Yeah, yeah. It's still, it's still busier than hell. I'm just trying
1: to keep my head yeah. above water, but... It's only... It's only March twenty
0: <laughs> remind me. <laughs>
1: but until the third week of our, April,
0: right? Oh, so. At least that'll be turkey season. Give me some uh, something to do on the weekends. There, but, ah, there you go. You know, besides, screw around in the yard. But um, yeah. What have you been up
1: to this week? Well, we went to the open season expo on on Saturday. We had uh, a great interview with the world or uh, the uh, working class. Bo hunter podcast i always want to call them world class because they're really good but working class Bo hunter, uh kurt Geyer, clint casper spent some time with those guys We're, that that episode will probably be out in the next couple of weeks that was awesome man that was, that was really good chat that was chat a lot, lot of fun
0: uh those dudes it was are, yeah like super
1: down to earth and uh yeah
0: they tell you how it is they're, they they no beating around and they're the really bush funny there. at it yeah yeah
1: they're really funny so great great talk with those guys. We walked around the show a couple of times. It's pretty sweet. Met, uh, met a ton of guys. Met Dustin Huff, that guy with the monster buck uh, out of Indiana. The number two deer all time. The number one deer shot in the United States. And guess, guess who emailed Typical. or texted Typical, me today? Right? Typical. Yeah. Dustin Huff said he'd be on the show. Talk about that deer. So we're going to get to hear that story in real life. So that'll be cool. That'll be a lot of fun. So but yeah, I had a good time at that show, man. Today I started uh we're working, we're doing like a kitchen remodel. Um cabinets, cabinets, countertops, sink, all that bull crap. And so I was I started freaking skim coating drywall and doing drywall repair and putting them new pieces. And oh my god, dude. I, I hate it. I hate it, months It's miserable. Look, 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 at my arm. Look at this. See all the drywall mud stuck to my arm. I got I got drywall mud in my beard. There you so go. I don't like it. Just remember, but I got to do it. Yep, because
0: the turkey season is coming, and you're gonna
1: want to oh, leave. And the honeydew. Oh us. my god! Yeah, my my wife is like, you're doing all of this before turkey season because she knows I'm I'm a piece of shit when it went during turkey season. Like I'm a bad father. I'm a bad husband. I'm a bad employee. It's one month. It's 30 days. Leave me alone. Let me do my thing. Hey man, we. You know? sc-
0: I think we scored some points this weekend though when we went to the kitty carnival. We did went to the
1: Kitty carnival and Shrek the Musical, both of us, yes. both families. Family men, right here. You're damn right, Clark Griswolds. Yeah. So, what about you, man? Other so, than working I'm and being Mr. Mr. Mom, what are you doing?
0: Yeah, no, I uh, I had fun down at that show. That was cool. Um, seeing all. What was your favorite? On. What was your favorite thing down there? Dustin Huff's buck was huge. That was sweet. Dude, it was nuts. But it was good to see uh, some of the listeners, and then also. Uh, like St. Anthony from Heritage,
1: uh, the land. Uh, yeah, that was really cool. That was cool. Yeah.
0: And different things. So, um, always, good. always good.
1: You know today. what? You know what was really neat. Really neat for me was the we we had Jerry Weingart on. If you guys remember, late December, Buckeye Big Buck Club, and they had an event there where they were scoring deer. At the event, you could bring your mount, you could bring skull mount, full mount, doesn't matter. They they'd put a score on it, and they were after they would score these deer they'd hang them up on this on this wall if people wanted them to i realized once i don't know how to score deer at all like i i i can't judge a deer to save my life
0: well i think you gotta kill a mean, buck first um then we can learn how to score the deer
1: <laughs> no i've done that there's no well, scoring yeah, on the I, ones like, i get yeah i just i don't i don't get it man it like it makes it's like george w bush said it's fuzzy math Fuzzy math. That's what, that's what scoring a tear is to me. So if you don't know that reference, Google it, young kids, you'll figure it out. So right. what else we got going on around the state? We got, uh, Actually, tomorrow's a big day. There's some, there's some good Wild- stuff going on. What's, what do you got tomorrow? There is. Tomorrow's wildlife council meeting, uh, open for public comment. I will be there in support of some issues that are passionate, uh, to me personally, Turkey hunting in the fall, uh, I'll be there talking about that and 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 probably some other things. But um, I've got a lot of a lot of a lot of people that I know are going going to that to that meeting. So it's very interesting. I like it's uh. So the Wildlife Council, for people that don't know, so the DNR proposes regulations. Sometimes it's at the request of the Wildlife Council, but the DNR will put regulations in place, proposals, and then we can comment. We've been talking about it for a couple of weeks. We can comment on those and then the wildlife council will approve the changes or make recommendations to the DNR. So it's a very democratic process and I'm going to get, I'm going to get all up in it tomorrow. So keep you guys posted. Good.
0: Good for you, man. So well, that's yeah. exciting. Um, so there's a couple things around the state and this is as we are outside and beginning to get out more, I want to remind people to keep their eyes out. So one of the things that, uh, the vision of wildlife is made known as this uh, avian flu they discovered in Northwest Ohio. So it sounds like Erie County, which that hits home, um, being where I grew up. But had some bald eagles that tested positive uh, and a herring gull, but all three of those birds are gone, are dead, um, and they've got some additional testing that they're doing. But basically, if you see birds that have uh, seem to have issues, you might want to reach out to 1-800-WILDLIFE um, or talk to your local you know, game warden or whatever. They're saying here on the website the following bird species uh, should definitely be reported, and it's any raptor, it's like, such as a bald eagle, a waterfowl, geese or ducks, or any other large congregation of sick or dead birds. So we're outside a lot, people. If you see anything funny, you need to report that. And then uh, on the other side of things, kind of something i deal with in my real job is this spotted spotted lanternfly this is another one of those insects that'll come in and wipe out trees and um similar to the emerald ash borer uh, it's got certain trees that it likes more than others but it doesn't uh it's not going to be a bore uh, but if you look them up online spotted lanternfly they're kind of cool looking so
1: kind of ugly they but. are super cool looking so what tree species does that little bastard prefer the tree of heaven seems to be the one that it likes the most but, and it seems to be so that's in an invasive trees, right the tree of heaven's an invasive in the state of ohio
0: right yeah i believe so however it will move on to other trees so oh um, will it? and it's real bad bad news for uh vineyards
1: Gotcha. So, that's another and one. I like I, my wine.
0: Yeah. If you guys see those out and about, probably something you want to report. Kind of that see something, say something thing. Right.
1: That's another George W. Bush reference. Life. Look at us, man. Old. We're showing our age nine months. Yeah. I'll be 40 in October, and you're 36. So look at us. I'm 30, <laughs> Early uh, 2004 35. reference. 35. Oh, sorry. I'll take that year back. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, see something, say something. And fuzzy math. What else can we do? Mission accomplished. Hell, I'm going to say it. There we go. Three, three George W. Bush references. So, what else we got, man? We got uh, just piggybacking off of last week's episode. Hope you guys enjoyed that. Um, the Teddy Roosevelt Conservation Partnership. It is trcp.org. So they're they're huge uh, pro hunting pro public land conservation organization here in the country. They're, they're doing a push to Congress. There there's a, a management act, the the chronic wasting disease research and management act. So they're, they're asking people to get on their website, TRC, P TRCP.org. Click on the link. You'll see it's right on their splash page uh, to send, to send some money or to get, to get Congress to kind of fund some of this, this state level research for, for CWD. So, um, Sportsman's Alliance webpage. I mean, it's those guys, man. I, I I I donate to the Sportsman's Alliance every year. They are like they are going to battle this year. I mean, there's a lot going on in 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 terms of like anti hunter movements. Um, Sierra Clubs. I mean, they're up to their their no good dirty ways. Um Vermont Sportsman, you guys had a uh, you had a victory. Stop some anti-hunting proposals. So, lot lot going on there in that in that world. So, keep an eye on that. But uh, you got some what other what other news you got in the state of Ohio? Turkey season's coming up. All oh, BHA. Let's talk about that. Backcountry Hunters and Anglers Association. This is a really cool uh, event. April second, starting at ten a.m. Um, we've got. Let's see here. Let me find this. Yeah. It's a, it's a cleanup, a, uh, in Wayne national forest at archers fort reroute. There's all sorts of work going on there. Get on their website, BH or backcountryhunters.org you can Email Josh Keenan, Joshua.keenan at USDA.gov. So pretty cool. Get out there. If you're, if you're a Wayne national forest hunter, go down there and help out. So what else? Anything else good? I think it's, uh, no, as far far as I was just going to make, I
0: was going to make note that, you know, the weather's breaking and starting to turn nicer. Uh, we're going to have some typical Ohio weather where it's uh, a little bit rainy in the up and downs. I see some s- snow on Saturday, whatever, but man, just get out there and enjoy it. When you get a nice day, go for a hike. Um, yeah. That's kind of our talk today. We're going to get into, but uh, getting out and get some exercise. we got a lot of the spring bulbs are starting to come up and uh, those little flowers that'll be fleeting—they come quick. Got to catch them before they're gone. I think I saw some hamamelis that were um, blooming today. But yeah, cool, cool time to see some some interesting plants and things as everything comes back to life. So there's my little sentimental side of things. It is
1: my someone I heard, and I've I've used this term, but I don't know if I heard it somewhere. But spring is the great reawakening of life. I love that. That's exactly what it's It's my favorite time of the year. You get grasses green up, flowers, trees are blooming, birds are chirping, turkeys are gobbling. Say it. It's coming, baby. It. Best time of the year.
0: It's coming. It's coming. So, so,
1: yep.
2: Um, yep. before Best we go any
0: further, I just want to drop in here our quick notes about our partners. So, uh, we've got Go Wild, our our, our good buddies over there, Brad and crew, but the if you guys haven't checked out go wild it's time to go wild.com um i think you you would really enjoy it there's lots of different things so this is your social media platform for hunters and anglers you're not have to worry about being censored and you can congratulate people and they'll congratulate you on what you've done they'll ask questions they will get you lots of answers good stuff they've got the shopping aspect and Look at this article right here. Top gear for 2022 Turkey by oh, Paul Campbell. Look at that. Yeah. So, yes. to, uh, stuff that I love. Some articles in there. Paul's. Yes, sir. Insight. Um, and it's actually, you know what? It's a good article because, you know, utilizing you. some of the stuff that we've been able to be out and seen at ATA and some of these different things. So,
1: yeah, that blind that I talk about, Newcomb. Uh, we met those guys at ATA. They sell us they make this mobile ground blind for turkey hunting. And I don't always use a ground blind, but I've got I've been taking my nephew Levi out more and um I start filming some hunts this year, you know, with with some people. And this ground blind is it's it's like magic. I don't know how it like stays up off the ground. I can't figure it out. It's cool. I actually bought two of them at the open season. Well, you were there. Yep. Two yep. of them at the open season sports for sure.
0: So yeah, go wild! I got, I have my uh, Venom Red Dot that's on the way, and I'm pretty excited about that. Yeah, so, hey boy. Yep.
1: We'll, uh, and you can buy your tethered stuff on
0: Go Wild. Oh yes, our other partner, the, the guys over at Tethered. So if you haven't tried settle hunting, I suggest that you take a look at it. This is the time of year where you got time to practice and screw around and make all your mistakes now before it gets to the time of uh, in the fall for hunting the deer. So. I run the Phantom kit, and I'm on their website right now. They've got them in stock, ready to go. I uh, found that to be very comfortable. The platforms, they got a couple different sizes. Those new Skeletor sticks haven't even had. A I chance like the to Skeletor know. sticks. They are very cool. I haven't had a chance to try no, them yet, but cool. they the way they're designed and stuff makes a lot of sense to me. So um, these guys are all about saddle hunting and getting you the best products on the market. Uh, and you know, we we've hung out with them and talked to them. <laughs> they're legit and they use everything that they're, they're doing. They've got, you know, guys like Taylor Chamberlain um, and so many more that are out there using this stuff up in the, up in the trees. Uh, you can, you know, see them. It's so mobile. It's so easy just to get going. So um, tether. I can't wait. I'm going to
1: do, yeah, I'm going to do some
0: tethered here If so. you're interested uh, for more information about that. So anyway, yeah, we'll have more, more news coming with them as time goes on, but, so now
1: on to the. Jeremy Corver. Jeremy Corver fit to hunt is a system. It's, it's a, it's a, it's a workout system. It's a lifestyle system. Uh, is that the, the best word to use for it? Um, it's for getting fit to hunt. I mean, it's just literally what it is. So, so I've actually been doing working the program Last couple of weeks, months, and you and I talked about this before we started recording. When I record, when we recorded the show with Jeremy a couple of weeks ago, uh, I was like two two hundred ninety seven pounds, so two biscuits shy at three hundred pounds. And today, I weigh myself two seventy seven, and obviously, Lord, I've done a lot. Yeah, I've done a lot with my diet, but man, I'll tell you what the the program that, that Jeremy set me up with it's the um, the Strutter program. It's for kind of like range of motion and different core muscles that you didn't think that you use when you Turkey hunt, you definitely do. So really enjoyed it. It's a great episode. We talked about being, uh, it's just, he's got to saying. help me out with the saying it's, it's, you know, it's fit for the hunt of a lifetime or fit to hunt for a life for your lifetime. I don't know. It's, it's, it's really good. So it's, it's, it's just about lifestyle changes, being healthy. My weight is something that I've struggled with my entire life. My, from, I mean, from just a little child, you know, you're five, six years old until, you know, like I said, I'll be 40 this year. I, 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 still struggle with it. And, you know, it's something that's, that I, I really want to get, get under control. And, uh, I don't like being, I don't like being the slow guy in the hunting group. And for years, I've never been the slow guy, but my best friend can lost all his weight he's passing me up my son is like a freaking gazelle you're like a mountain goat so no. <laughs> i'm like this fat bear slogging up the side of a mountain so well the thing
0: with with being fit and fitness and all that kind of stuff it doesn't get easier the older you get it doesn't get easier your metabolism yeah. slows down things in life get in the way so it's something you need to take into consideration and just when you guys go to listen to this we're not trying to preach uh to anybody. but give you something to think about man. And, and you only got so much time here. You might as well, you know, if you could take care of yourself enough to even enjoy, you know, your kids, your grandkids and, and hunting for a long, long time. Um, it's, it's really, it's, it's worth it. So Jeremy, uh, his website is stayfittohunt.com. I think we go over that again in the the website, but he's on Instagram and all that kind of stuff. Super cool, dude. We really appreciate his time. And, uh,
1: Everything they did with us. So,
0: with no further ado, yeah, Paul. Good,
1: good show. Good show. We got we got some good, good turkey hunting content coming up next week. Couple Still weeks more? following. Still more. Oh yeah. Oh no. You know what we got? Good stuff. Paul's on a roll. Keep so. Yeah. Yeah, I love it. So hey, find us at Ohio Hunt the dot o two dot podcast on Instagram, the o2 podcast on Go Wild www.theotopodcast.com.
0: Thank you, everyone, for listening. Paul and I still sit here and we're like, well, "People actually listen to this?" And then, uh, oh, I love you guys. Get more reviews there on
1: on Apple yeah, Podcast. I, I can't believe it, man. Thank you. I'm hey, telling you, you guys leave us a review, and you find us on one of the social media platforms or email us, website, whatever it is. We're gonna send you some free swag, man. Got some stickers. Yeah, okay.
0: I, I got some. I got some stickers going in the mail to Brian Hall here right now. See and uh Brian Kevin, Hall thank you Brian Hall so you'll be getting those in the mail here shortly but yeah yeah get a hold of us appreciate
1: it appreciate, appreciate you it, guys, guys man yeah, so. really do
0: all right folks ha- have a good day uh take care of yourselves and enjoy the podcast see you guys What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the O2 Podcast. Tonight, we've got our special guest, uh, Mr. Jeremy Kerber. Did I say it right? Close enough? You got it. All yeah. right. From Close uh, Fit to Hunt, which is... Well, we'll let Jeremy tell you all about that uh, once we get going here. But this is this is something that brings... It's, it's like another one of my passions is in the fitness and health and wellness world. So... Uh, this when we got the opportunity to put this talk together, I was like, "Yep, this is what we're going with." Um, but one of the things, there's a couple things I want to I want to start with, um, and I think Jeremy probably would agree. We're not doctors, okay? So like anything we talk about, this is stuff that you know we deal with uh, or, or whatever. If you've got issues or, or or conditions or something that would prevent you or chart, you know, challenge you with any type of diet or exercise stuff, please go talk to your doctor first um we like i said we're not trying to preach to you uh we're just trying to give you some ideas and explain our kind of side of the of things i think that's about what we're going to do so anyways jeremy tell us tell us about yourself
2: oh man so been in the fitness industry for gosh i think about 26 years now and uh always been into the outdoors since I was a little kid so i'd say about mm, Six seven years ago, myself and coach uh, Nick Lape, one of my one of my partners in the in the company, we got together on an archery range, and I said, "Look, man, I got this idea." Because this is about the time where, if you watch a lot of outdoor TV, you started seeing the commercials for companies like Wilderness Athlete. You started seeing kind of a trend, um, Under Armour. You start seeing more of that athlete type outdoorsman, and so it kind of just clicked to us. It's like you know. We work in the fitness industry. We hunt and fish and camp and hike and we're doing all this stuff. I think it's time we blend this thing. And so we kind of knew way back when that it was going to be a little bit of a niche market. Um, You know, it's it's not going to appeal to every single person out there. But when I look back throughout my career, I always tell people I've trained them from as young as like six to ninety six. Well, you know what that 96-year-old guy was doing? He was he was exercising 3 or 4 days a week. He was not an outdoorsman, but he was still playing golf up to 6 months before he passed away and almost shooting par. The 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 common denominator was that he was doing what he loved. He was exercising, he was eating right, he was staying socially active, and he was working out his brain. And you put those things together and you start to kind of look at these individuals who are now doing what we love to do in the outdoors and there's a blueprint to that so you know we talked we talked early on about you know your love of, of crossfit and, and whatnot and there's about a thousand different ways that you can slice this thing down take care of yourself move more eat some good things and, and hunt and fish and hike and camp for as long as you can. So, I mean, that's really what, what we do.
0: Awesome. Yeah. And just cause I've heard every CrossFit joke in the world out there, we weren't going <laughs> to just sit here and, and pound CrossFit. All right. So, uh, this is more of, you know, exercise and, and fitness in general, uh, to me, if you're doing anything, you know, whether it's rucking or running mm-hmm. or any type of movement, that is a plus in the right direction. So, um, Jeremy, your guys' company really, you're, I mean, if somebody comes to you and says, I'm getting ready for an elk hunt, or I'm getting ready for mm-hmm. an archery challenge, or I'm going to go hunt doll sheep in Alaska, you guys will tailor you know, a program that is more designed to that. Do you want to give us some, some ideas on, on what that might look like or, or some of the techniques and stuff you'd use?
2: Mm-hmm. So I think the most important thing to remember, because so my son is a high school wrestler. Okay, now you can take wrestling or you can take football or you can take basketball. It doesn't matter when you train athletes. You're going to train them in certain capacities and you're not just going to go out and just blow them up with high intensity, high volume. You're going to stair step them in linearly and you're going to put in concepts like athletic development or power movement. You're going to put in concepts of dynamic warm up, pre-rehab, rehab if you need and when you look at how you train an athlete to try and to get them from here they are today, postseason, preseason, in-season, you want them to get them peak on that day. And so, you know, let's just use that doll sheep example for a moment. If, if somebody says, Hey, I'm going to go do this in 2023 or whatnot, we start counting backwards. So when are you, when are you going, when do you step on that plane or when do you step, you know, foot on that mountain because now we've got to go back and we've got to understand what you're doing, what you're not doing, what your fitness level is like. And then we start to to build that. Like building a house. You start with the foundation. And then once that foundation is set, you start to put more advanced techniques in there up to and including really, really specific type stuff. Are you turkey hunting? Are you elk hunting? Are you, are you this and that? Because different type of hunts, different type of terrain, different types of, of just where you're going to be is going to dictate what we need you to do, much like that, that athlete. So I was talking with a guy the other day. Uh, turkey hunting in Missouri is not like turkey hunting in Colorado, which is not like turkey hunting in Texas. You, we got to understand what you're going to do. So that's really it for wrestlers a deadlift is going to make you stronger. For an outdoorsman, a deadlift is going to make you stronger. We need to understand, can you get into that position? If not, we've got to get you into a routine that can get you to deadlift. So it's a really, it's a beautiful ballet. It can be complex. It can be very simple. Kind of what you said in your intro, we want to get people moving and it doesn't matter if it's if it's CrossFit or if it's going down to Anytime Fitness or if you're doing it. My goodness, we train a lot of people online in their basements. What matters is, is you have a plan and you're going to work that plan. And then as you're getting ready, you mentioned rucking, I like to, especially with my archery hunters who are going to be heading out west, I love to have them train, go shoot, go ruck. And then come back and tell me where the weak spots are. So if there's like, oh man, I'm really feeling it down on my lower back. I'm making a note. Okay. We're going to add this to your routine. Or if after 30 arrows, their arm is so shot that they can't draw a bow. Okay. We need to focus a lot on rotator cuff and really surrounding that castle and that shoulder complex and making that stronger. So it, 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 like I said, a moment ago, it's kind of simple, but. If you really want to dig down into it, it can be very complex. It just depends on what the person is after and really what the ultimate goal is.
0: Is there a time frame for like, if you did want to do, we'll just say doll sheep, we'll, we'll call that like kind of the, the, the pinnacle, right? That's, uh-huh. you got to uh-huh. be pretty good shape to do that for certain things. So whether it's a doll sheep, you know, you want to start this process 18 months out or, if you want to do an elk, is it 12 months out or is it based on person, somebody's, you know, current level of fitness? How do you, how do you tailor a program like that?
2: I would, I would encourage elk hunters to be starting right now. Like, like literally right now with their base conditioning
0: for this fall coming up for this fall. Okay.
2: yeah, yeah. So, I mean, and now again, this goes and this can cascade to a lot of different conversations. So if I've got an already, if I got an athlete or a person that's working out hardcore You know they've already got that solid base built, so we're not necessarily going to have to ramp them up because they've already got a high level of condition. If I have someone coming in and they're like, "Man, I am totally deconditioned," well, you know where are we? February twenty fourth, right now? Hey, look, I'd have much rather had you in December, but let's get started right now because we need to start. Like I said a moment ago, backing into this. So when is your when's your hunt? You know when are you sitting putting boots on the ground, and then we back into it. It's funny you mentioned the doll sheep again thing because I had a guy call me like three years ago and uh, he said, hey, I'm going on this sheep hunt and I need to get ready to go. And I'm like, all right, awesome. When are you leaving? And he said, three weeks. And I said, good luck because there's not anything that I can do for somebody in a three week time frame. And so, man, hunts of a lifetime. Sometimes you're throwing in a lot of cash into this. I'm a huge proponent of making sure that you're physically ready to enjoy that. Cause if you get one shot at this, that one tag, man, you don't want to be day two, day three, so sore that you can't physically enjoy. It's good. It's going to hurt no matter what you do. It's like running a marathon. You don't, you don't run train to run a marathon to finish that distance and be like, God, I feel great. You are going to hurt. How far can you get into it before that pain starts? And then do you have that that mental grind to be able to push through, have the focus to make that shot when that counts? Because I've heard horror stories on that one too. You might get to that bull or that sheep, but now you muff the shot because mentally you're, you're hungry, you're tired, you're uncomfortable, probably smell a little bit if you've been up there for a week or two. So that's what we're getting at. It's not just a a physical readiness and it also comes down to the to mental toughness as well. And I think we, we do a good job of, of coaching that in the process too.
0: There was something I was going to ask you about all that. And I just, <laughs> my brain.
1: Well, I, 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 you, you think about what you, I want to, I want to touch on something. You said you have like building a house, you start with the foundation. So mm-hmm. In my personal life, it's been like a physical fitness roller coaster. You know, late teens, early twenties, built like a racehorse. Twenty, yeah, mid twenties, start to drop off. Thirties, really start to drop off. I'll, I'll be forty this year, mm-hmm. really dropping off. And so I've 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 had you know last summer I I was just like you know what I hit like three hundred fifteen pounds. I'm six three, mm-hmm. unacceptable. Mm-hmm. So I started you know the keto diet. I was working out regularly. I lost like almost probably 60 pounds and yeah. it was all the energy and then things got things got busy the kids go to school um you know sports start up, and so that you, foundation that was there your buddy your
0: buddy had this great idea to start a podcast that was
1: yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. in the fall <laughs> so you know i was it's it's you know looking back on it i'm like really frustrated with myself because i had all of this progress that i that i did in like a seven month time frame my wife mm-hmm. and i we really mm-hmm. stuck to it. things were great exercising religiously and then within in a matter of 2 weeks it all fell apart sure and the core wasn't there so what 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 can someone like me that is definitely just like the average guy when it comes to fitness you know what what can i do to create these good habits yeah for it? And i'm not i'm not talking about just for like a hunt that i'm having in, in the fall i'm talking like long term
2: well and and you raised a great question. point cuz like one of our taglines is we can help you train for the hunt of a lifetime or hunt for a lifetime. You know, I, I want to go for as long as I can, but that's just that's yeah. me. That's great. I think there are a couple things that I would look at first and foremost, let's talk about motivation versus discipline. All right. So that's, that's right there. Motivation ebbs and flows. I'll be honest with you. I went to the gym this afternoon and I didn't want to go. It's cold here. There's it was icing, but if you can understand and learn the concept of discipline that will take you places that the concept of motivation never will, even being a busy dad, you know? So I work full-time for the Alzheimer's association. I run fit to hunt, which is becoming darn near uh, a second full-time job. Two kids that are active in sports. I'm very active as a father with them. And, you know, what I have learned is, okay, sleep's important. Nutrition's important, but there are going to be times where I'm going to have to get up a little earlier, to do this. And I talk with a lot of our, our clients that are dads as well. And I'm like, listen, where's it? Where's this? Where's it falling on the priority list? And then how are you going to 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 rank that? So that's number one, but that's not all. Because the second thing is, we talk a lot with our clients about sustainable systems. Um, we have written a lot of great programs, awesome programs that have never been done because the people don't do them. And when you start to peel back that layer, you find out that. A 35 set program is too much for that individual because they're not. They, they've got 25 minutes. So now the conversation is different because maybe your goal was to be shredded by pool season. Okay, what can we get in 25 minutes, three days a week? Can you can and we start to negotiate that down because in 25 minutes I can get you strong, I can get you on the path to losing weight. I can get you to do a lot of things because we haven't even talked about nutrition. We're just talking about, about physical activity at that point. So now it's like, okay, what is, if 25 minutes three times a week gives me this result, is that good for now? Have we created something that's sustainable? Because if it's not sustainable, it's never going to work. And I think going back to, well, I think there's two more things we can go with. Life cascades. So much like an athlete, you're not going to train 110 miles an hour every time we're, we're going to go in periods where you're going to have to pull back a little bit. So as a dad, I would say, okay, man, what's going on right now? Well, kids are in sports and work out busy and I started this podcast and whatnot. I'm like, okay. So what I'm hearing you say is, is that we're going to have to figure out a way to maybe shrink this and here's what the results going to be. Are you okay with that? Yeah, man, I'm, I'm good with that. Okay, great. And then, I think that 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 really that last part is understanding it's a process. What you were before you started and what you were after and where you go. Man, we can always ramp you back up. But if you're like looking and you're honest with yourself and you say, now is not the time that I can be doing five days a week, well, let's pull it back. Because here's what I do know. You said you just turned 40. I'm 46 staring down the barrel at 47. And what I did at 27 is, is, was what happened at 37. Okay. What I'm going to do at 47 will impact what I am at 57. It cascades. So I want to be able to hunt. I want to be able to fish. I want to be able to chase my grandkids around when the time comes. So for me, And people always say, well, you're a coach, you're a trainer, it's easy. It's not as easy as one might think it is. I still have to struggle with the same things that everyone else does. And I know this is not a simple answer, man, but what I'm getting at is if we can focus on discipline, if we can focus on sustainability, if we can focus on and understand that it's okay if you, if you put a little bit of weight back on, so long as you don't just give up. And then finally, either a big picture thinking or an incredibly strong why we hear that a lot. You know, what's your why? And I think that gets become cliche, but if you have a strong enough, why, I mean, I'm not going to bring it down here, but I've got, I've got a, a, what do they call them? Like a dream sheet, a goal sheet, whatever you want to call it. Um, a couple of years ago, I was lucky enough to buy 40 acres in Northern Missouri you know, I've got goals up there that by the time this date rolls around, I want to add to that property. Um, I want to be able to do this. I want Fit to Hunt to be that. And so when I walk by every day, I see those goals of what I want to accomplish. And it's the same concept for people who are struggling. I'm like, hey, man. All right. So get a piece of paper and and start writing these things down. What's important to you? So I think if you can do those things, pick pick one. All right, pick one thing, man, I'm going to really work on discipline. And you go out next week and you fail miserably. All right, I'm not going to get mad. You don't need to get mad, but let's step back and let's find out what prevented you. And it might be through three or four weeks of this, these conversations that say, okay, we talked about you booking, scheduling, you know, you take out that same phone that you you use for everything else. And, and setting an alarm and putting in your workouts, right? We talked about that. Yeah. How come you didn't do it? I don't know. Let's try that this week. And let's try that this week. Had a client tell me today. I called him and I'm like, hey, man, how's this week going? And he's two for two. He's supposed to get four. He's got two down, two to go. It's like, all right. So it sounds super simple, guys, to say, we'll just write it down or just do that. But that's where, that's where I think we earn our money. We can create programs all day long. Where we earn our money is helping guys and girls and, and, and athletes and, and kids and people like you understand how to navigate all this crap with life and being a, a, a parent and working a job and doing a podcast. So that's kind of how we do it, man. It's, um, it's, it's one part nutrition, one part exercise, and then a whole lot of, of psychology that runs in, in the mix there.
0: Yeah. And I think one thing to to note is the term athlete, like there's going to be a lot of people that are like, I'm not an athlete. Maybe I was back in high school or whatever. But no, everybody's an athlete in, in my eyes, because if you're going to get up there and move and, and do that kind of stuff, you are doing something athletic. You are an athlete. Uh, so I, I just I I support you with that term terminology. But one of the things I was going to mention when you're talking about taking care of your body and all that kind of stuff, this is no different than, you know, cleaning your gun or or taking care mm-hmm. of your bow and making sure your arrows are sharp you got this thing is you only get one of these right and you got to take care of that thing so that you're ready to go um you can spend all the money in the world on all the equipment and the gear but if your body can't handle the hunt then it doesn't matter uh so that was that was my one thought that i was thinking about earlier and i forgot um <laughs> so jeremy if you've got somebody um one thing i hear a lot well, I had an injury, you know, whether it was a torn ACL or shoulder torn rotator cuff or something like that. And I hear people that use that kind of as an excuse of what one of the excuses, why they don't get back into a regular exercise program. What do you say to that? I mean, because I think that there is this idea that, oh, once I'm, I'm broken, I can't be fixed, but
2: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nick has a great saying and I've adopted it that, you know, strong people are harder to kill. All right. And and I see the same thing with, you know, COVID. I mean, COVID affects people in different capacities. It seems to affect people that have underlying medical conditions. Maybe they're carrying more weight than they should. Maybe they got lung disease. It seems to affect that. So I'm a massive proponent of, like you said a moment ago, you get one body. We spend a tremendous amount. I mean, I've got – I don't even want to show you what this area looks like down here because you can see deer behind me, but I've got mojos and I've got bow cases. I mean, I, we spend a lot of money on, on our stuff. Why are we not spending some effort on us? Okay, so that's that's one aspect to that question. Um, injury. So I'll give Nick props again. He, comes, he came up with it, – and it's not his concept, but it, we use it all the time, and it's called Surrounding the Castle. So if I've got a guy who has a blown out knee or a bad back or shoulder, you know, number one, have you gone through therapy? Have you had it surgically repaired or is it still just what it is? Um, We start to work around it because if you've got a blown out rotator cuff, all right, minus a complete rupture, we can make the muscles around that stronger. We can make that joint more stable. We can make everything else work better so that you can either delay that surgery or you can get some function back one of my one of my favorite clients right now we train him online four or five days a week i I put together his workouts and he lives here in st louis where i live so i see him in the gym once a week and this guy has a torn rotator cuff and he can throw a baseball he's he's not throwing he's 57 years old he's not throwing a baseball you know like uh, uh like nolan ryan he can throw a baseball. And I thought to myself, how remarkable is that, that you've got someone that had no function in that arm. And now he did go to therapy. I can't take complete credit for that, but we've made the muscles stronger. We've worked on joints, stability. Um, he's got workouts that he does that is specifically for a range of motion and rotator cuff and shoulder strengthening. So what we've done is in, instead of um, uh, using that as an excuse or a liability, is we've created workout programs for him that are making him better. You know, we can't do overhead pressing with him. That's a big no-no with rotator cuff stuff, and we have to be mindful of how much volume he does. And some of his exercises, his range of motion isn't super great, but the cat is 57 years old, and he moves like a cat. I mean, I said the other night, man, I said, has like a panther moving through here because we're training him like an athlete. He likes to work in his yard. He's, he's not a hunter. He likes to work in his yard. He likes to hike. Um, likes to drink a little beer, likes to fish. And as I watch him move through the gym, you know, and and I don't know if you've ever done movement patterns like this, but like a lateral squat, you know, you're going to step off. You're going to really load that glute. You're going to come back now, adding weight to that, or adding that move where we come back and then lift the other leg up, that's producing more of an athletic and making the mind and the body work together. How does that translate? It translates now to when you're on that mountain and you're on unstable rocky terrain you've got to you've got to get from here to that saddle because that elk just bugled over the hill and you've got a short amount that's how it translates so here in uh st louis west county you know i've got a business owner that's 57 with a blown out rotator cuff that's loving life that's what i would say to any listener that has that knee or that bad back is if you do nothing it's only going to get worse I, i promise you that can't say that at some point you may not have to have surgery on that back or that knee, but what would life be like if you could avoid that, delay it, um, make it stronger to where maybe you don't need it at all. And that's, um, it's hard for people to get around that sometimes.
0: Well, and I, you said, you know, the idea of doing nothing will actually cause you more damage. I mean, Paul, you've got some back things that were bugging you. And when we were over at the the Great American Outdoors show, I mean, you had to go walk around uh, the trade show floor just to keep that movement. And I know how that – my wife's a physical therapist assistant, so I hear about this all the time. But just the idea of of movement and keeping your joints going, and, and it makes – your body's meant to move, right? So that was uh, imp- important and, and all that kind of stuff. One question on your – the guy that was injured – I'm just curious. What was his level of fitness and stuff prior to the rotator cuff injury?
2: That's a great question. So I, I love it <clears throat> when people come in and they, cause I've had this happen so many times in the last year where even I sit there and I, as they're describing to me, it's kind of funny because it, it's like the nutrition question. How's your nutrition pretty good. And then I start to dive into it. And I'm like, yeah, your nutrition is not so good. So when someone comes in and they're like, man, I do this or I do that. I'm like, okay, well, let's really start looking at this. And I find out very quickly, yeah, they might be doing 200 squats a day, but their, their, their range of motion is junk and they're not even able to get into a full squat because their hip flexors are too tight and their back is tight. So we've got work to do there, foam rolling, range of motion, stretching, things like that. Um, Had a guy, that we're training remote that's on the East coast. He's preparing for a uh, 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 Alaskan brown bear hunt. And he's like, man, I ruck this number of, of miles a day with this pack on, and I'm doing, you know, hundreds of pushups a day. And I'm like, okay, he's a former college athlete. And so we put our, we put a program together, dynamic warmup, athletic movement or power movement, core activation, and then two strength circuits that are really gonna focus in on what he needs. And I'm sitting there thinking, all right. When he checks in, what's he going to tell me? Because he said that he just did 300 push-ups two days ago, and he messaged me, and he goes, "I couldn't finish that workout." Which means you can train, you can train dysfunction, you can train bad movement patterns. If you go out and you hit a golf ball and you slice it every single time. And so you go get the big bucket of golf balls and you hit 150 slices. All you're doing is training your body to slice that ball every single time. What we're trying to do is to improve. I can't, I don't, uh, there's a physical therapist named Greg Cook who's responsible for this quote. Let's train you to move better and then you move more. So, So Paul, with your back. Okay. Let's use you for an example here. We got to, we got to surround that castle. We got to work on core strength, maybe a little bit of hamstring flexibility, get your foam rolling, stuff like that, and see how you feel over the course of several days, weeks of doing stuff like that. Um, and, and that's what I love about when someone comes in, I had another client who, you know, I'm an elk hunter. I do this. I'm, I'm crazy lifting. I'm all that. I'm like, okay. And we start putting workouts together. And he's like, man, I never thought about how this exercise will affect this way. I love, I love compound movements, you know, squats, the presses that are going to work legs, glutes, core, shoulders, triceps, arms versus doing a squat and then a back extension and then a shoulder press and then a tricep extension. I just did one exercise where you're doing four or a squat to row or, or things that are going to mimic what you might have to do in, um, in the woods. Uh, the program we put together for beast mode, archery program, you know, we didn't put this component in there, but Brian Austin, who, who runs that organization, he likes to do some type of hit work and then fire off several arrows because what that's going to do is trying to mimic either the fatigue that a Western hunter will have when they're getting from point A to point B and you've got to draw and be ready, or if you want to take the case of, a, like say, a, a Midwest whitetail hunter you know, if Mui Grande steps out in front of you and your heart's going, you know, 100, can you get yourself under control to make that shot or are you going to whiff it? But, so that's what he does to train is he actually will do movements, burpees or, or, or box jumps or half jacks or mountain climbers, and then get up and try to fire two or three arrows and not just fire them, but place them where he wants them to go. And I think that's an awesome drill because now we're mimicking what – what happens. So I um, that's, that's typically what we'll do. Someone comes in, we'll assess them. We find out what they like to do, what they don't like to do. Um, we all have exercises that we hate. Most of the time, those are the ones that we need to do. But if I've got someone that hates running, it's the number one reason why people fail in new year. Two reasons why people fail their new year's resolutions. One, they're trying to do everything today. They go in. They 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 do every machine and every exercise in that facility, and then they don't come back. Or two is um they 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 just they aren't ready. They aren't ready for for what they're after at that particular point in time. So that's how we how we go about doing it. If you like what you do, you're going to do it more. So if you enjoy group exercise CrossFit, you enjoy the camaraderie, you're likely going to do that if you keep going to the gym trying to work walk on a treadmill or run on a treadmill and it's solitary and you hate it man that ain't going to last real long you've got to understand psychologically what 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 fills you up you like crossfit you like group i don't like group i i I like training out with some buddies i like training out with my sons but i don't like the big format where everybody's in a big giant room and and Barbara, it, it's great it's awesome but that isn't what floats my boat. So that's the next piece of that equation is what what do you like to do? And then that's how we're going to build based on that.
0: Very good. Yeah, the the question I was I guess I was trying to get at was the guy that with the rotator cuff like when he came in was he mm-hmm. in good shape to begin with? And and the only reason I ask that is because I've seen where people that are in good shape prior to a surgery every I mean Things break, right? If it's moving, it's it's mm. breaking. Uh, people are in, in decent shape; they can come out of that recovery a lot faster, right? Yeah. If if your body's already prepped he, in, and going.
2: Yeah, yeah. He was in good shape, but what I will tell you is, because um, he came to me as a referral, and because again we we're fit to hunt, but we we train. I still train with my first client. She's seventy eight years old. You know, I've That's been training her awesome. since nineteen ninety eight. Um, I see her every Monday and Wednesday at 6 a.m. And she is not a hunter. No, not even close. So, you know, with, with, uh, with this particular client, he did a lot of elliptical. And his former trainer was doing what I call the bodybuilding workout. They do chest and triceps on Monday. And they would do back and biceps on Tuesday. And so I said, listen, I understand what you're wanting to do here. I said, I'm going to make a pitch. Let's start working muscle groups together. He's like, well, what do you mean by that? I'm like, well, you go work at your lake house or you're out. You you don't just do your chest, do you? No. I said, okay, the more you do workouts like that, the greater likelihood of an injury because everybody wants to do chest day, but maybe they skip back day. And then you've got these guys walking around like this and they wonder why they have rotator cuff. So the first thing we do with him, he was in good shape. By going with a total body and then we broke it down to a lower and then an upper. And then we gave him kind of a, what I call a, an, an all in day because he likes those type workouts too. We built balance around this guy. So you took a guy that was already in pretty good shape and we've made him now to where, I mean, not that this matters. I mean, I don't think you need to look good in your camo to go out and perform in the woods, okay? But
0: it, but it is but nice I, when you I, look good in your camo, right? Oh, yeah, it does. <laughs> oh, yeah, it does.
2: But when he came back, again, 57 years old, and he was like, my wife's starting to, to like notice, and my T-shirts are filling out, and I've never had that before. And he goes, I never really would have thought we could do that with a workout program like this. I'm like, when you eat right, and when you put the right workout patterns together, magic happens. And that's 57. Right. I mean, imagine what you can do if you started 27, 37, hell, even 47. So that's, that's, um, it's, it's funny. Everybody no. comes in at different levels, man.
0: Yeah. And it's crazy. I mean, for me personally, I don't know, what was it? Six or seven years ago, I got, had uh-huh. one of those, like come to Jesus moments. And I think my daughter was about two yeah. months old and I realized I drive uh-huh. around all day and I eat crap and I wasn't feeling good. Wasn't <laughs> sleeping good. And I said, I got to do something. Right. Um right, right. But it was amazing. I, I think one of the things that people get caught up in is like this is gonna take forever, right? But you can make some pretty good strides in relatively short amounts of time. Uh for mm-hmm. me, it was tuning in the diet and getting the exercise going, and in six months it was 35 pounds were gone and things were good, right? And I probably dropped that a little bit too fast because I lost a lot of strength in it, but you live and learn. And, uh, but at least I was at a better place to start adding that muscle back on, uh, to get used to things. So it's, you know, six months is not that long. We're not even hunting deer in Ohio in six months. So if you started today, you know, you could be back and and ready to go to climb up that tree and everything else.
1: Yep. Yep.
0: Yep. If Jeremy, if there is one body part or body area that you would, say is maybe the most important something somebody needs to key in on. I know it's a full body thing, but like what is the one thing that could make the most difference?
2: I mean it's gonna be a toss-up between your core, because everything comes from the core. All right. Everything. Doesn't matter. Talk to your wife, she's gonna tell you it comes from the core. And I think though that people really don't understand that when they excuse me, when people tell me core, they're thinking abs. they're Thinking six pack along the way, but you know, you've got your your low back, you've got your obliques, you've got your glutes. I mean, basically, from here to here, you're that's what we're talking about. So everything from stability when you draw back a bow to you know movements of you dragging a deer out of the woods are going to initiate in your core. I think the, the, the next close second to that is probably gonna be legs. I mean, to be perfectly honest, I I it doesn't matter what I, what sport what type of hunt you know he or she that has the leg strength seems to me to win more times than than not so i think that would be a a close second everybody loves the biceps everybody wants to do the chest those look great in t-shirts and in the mirror but when it comes to performance i think it's those those last two
0: yeah i was uh i was hoping you'd say core because to me that's where it is that's where everything starts yeah uh and Mm -hmm. and you got to have that ready to go so um, yeah. let me see here. Oh, you've talked a lot about kind of the, the functional, I we call them functional movements or just kind of your, like your everyday stuff, uh, that, mm-hmm. you know, you guys are training and it's really funny to think about, uh, people love to make fun of the CrossFit. I get it. Uh, but it, it's based <laughs> on the functional movements. There's a lot of people doing that kind of stuff these days. I catch myself all the time. They're like, oh, you know, why would you have to deadlift that much? Or why are you doing muscle-ups and all this kind of stuff? But every wow. time you pick up that laundry basket, you know, that's a good time to, to pull your back out if you don't have proper form. Yeah. And I know we're not talking honey Now we're just talking lifestyle. Uh, when you're going to get out of the In pool, right, right, right. you know, pushing yourself yep. up and out, uh, there's all kinds mm-hmm. of stuff. In my job, I work with 50-pound bags of fertilizer and grass seed. Every time I pull one of those off the ground and flip it up into a truck, it's like a power clean. Um, Yep. and they are functional movements and the woods are no different. Paul, you were there this year when we pulling that deer out of the woods, um, down in Southern Ohio, it was like the ultimate sled drag pulling that, that, that mm-hmm. thing over and there's no snow mm-hmm. up the hill, down the hill. Um, uh-huh. it's important and, and it does come in to play. I feel like I see people out there that are just so used to this well I'm gonna waddle out to my tree stand and I'm gonna sit up there with and eat my candy bars and drink my Mountain Dew and it drives me crazy (laughs) it really does uh and it's it's one of those things I think we can we can do better you and I talked the other day Jeremy I mean one of our goals as a hunter or fisherman is to go get basically the best meat there is on the planet Mm -hmm. it's Mm -hmm. I don't know if I can say it's organic with all the beans and corn that they eat around here, but whatever. I mean, it's like the most natural stuff that you can find. And then we're going to go kind of piss that away by slugging down, you know, a case of Mountain Dew and, you know, chasing it with, with Cheetos. But like when you guys are setting up a program, how much does diet come into uh, the, the overall process?
2: It's big. And, and I'll kind of give you a little, little light into, into, and, and Paul, this might be something to keep in mind too, because I don't remember exactly where I got this statistic, but it was at a fitness conference. This is like 15 years ago. And that's when the light bulb went off. So the statistic was something like, if you do one change, you are 66% likely to make that change stick. If you add two changes in that plummets to 33%. Now, could it be 67? Could it be 32? Who cares? Who I, I don't. My point is this, we've got to figure out what's going to work for this individual first. So when we're having conversations, if exercise seems to be kind of where we're going to go, then we're going to start with that. But if it's nutrition, we might not even touch the exercise equation. We may not even go that route. But what I'm trying to do with an individual is to help them understand, much like you said, it's not an all-encompassing-today type thing. Let's pick one thing. So if you tell me, and these are my favorites, that every morning at 1030, you, you drink a Mountain Dew and eat a chocolate ho-ho every morning, all right? Well, why are you doing that first? Let's have that conversation. Well, I always have a chocolate ho-ho and a Mountain Dew at 1030. I'm like, okay, well, let's, let's think about this. You want to lose 10 pounds. What if we cut that down? To instead of seven days a week of that at, at whatever time, what if we were to pull that back to say three? You can still have that Ho Ho and that Mountain Dew, but instead of seven days a week, we're going to knock it down. Could you do that? Yeah, I, th- I think I could do that. That's all you've got to do this week. And they look at me like that, like I'm like I'm crazy. You mean I don't have to eat an apple or drink more water? I said, No, man. You go do what you do. All I want you to do. It's to knock out the ho-ho and the Mountain Dew four out of those seven days a week, having three days, okay? And they come back and we'll have that conversation again. How did that week go? And they're like, man, I'm, I'm doing good. I'm like, okay, go do that again. And two weeks will go by. Three weeks will go by. And now when we're talking, like, how, how is it? Man, I don't even miss that thing. Awesome. What do you think the next thing might look like for you? what do you mean? I'm like, well, let's talk nutrition. Do you eat a lot of fruits and vegetables? No, man. I eat no fruit whatsoever. Well, let's talk about that. What kind of fruit do you like? Man, I really like oranges. Okay. Well, what if we put an orange in about 1030 in the morning in place of where that ho-ho was? So now we've taken away or we've reduced, we haven't taken away, we've reduced the amount of junk that that person's eaten. And now we've just added in Some may argue, man, that orange has a lot of sugar in it. Not as much sugar as a Mountain Dew and a Ho-Ho. So, you know, now we're replacing it with something that's more nutritionally dense. My point is this, gentlemen. When you can snow, you can stair-step someone into this, it will start to snowball. And eventually, instead of it being like such a challenge to eat healthy, because it is a challenge. Man, I got a meal prep. I've got to do this and I've got to do that. If someone learns something one little step at a time, the next thing you know, they're 10, 15, 20 pounds down and they didn't even realize it. And to them, they don't even know, they don't even know how it happened until you take a piece of paper out and you start to show them that they've got six tactics that they're using that they don't even realize they're using. And it's kind of like a sleight of hand, if you will, but that's the power of, okay, Paul, going back to our original conversation, sustainability. They have created, I can tell you what to eat, but I would much rather work with you and help you form a a strategy that you build with me. Because if you build it with me, I'm not telling you what to do. You're more likely to do it. And that's ultimately when a coaching program, that's what we're going to try to do. You follow our social media and you're going to see we're going to put nutrition tips up there and we're going to talk about supplements and we're going to talk about hydration. But really what it comes down to, if you follow it closely, you're going to see underlying themes of Pick something, one small thing, make it easy. And then as we get into the weeds here, well, let's start talking about meal prep. What does that look like? When would you do it? And, and, and we go from very simple to maybe very complicated, or here's the fun part. We've done those six tactics, five tactics. I'm just pulling out of thin air now. And they've got the physique that they want. The weight's down, their blood pressure is good, cholesterol is coming down. Maybe that's all they have to do. And it was six easy tactics, or five tactics, or four. You don't have to wreck your life to get healthy, but you do have to start taking some small steps. And if you get to a point where those small steps have now compounded, I always think of compounding or synergies or things like that, you might have it done. So we overcomplicate nutrition. We, we, we massively overcomplicate it. Um, my wife has done keto and lost a lot of weight, I, there's nothing wrong with using those concepts. I try, we, I say, I, our coaches try to coach people that it doesn't have to be one set diet plan or routine or things like that, but let's learn how to eat in a, in a broader sense. And I, and dude, I love, I love bringing in the, we're hunting, Right. Let's let's bring that meat in. Let's bring that stuff in, too, because that's I agree with you with all the pesticides and herbicides and whatnot. How organic is it? I don't know. But I can tell you this much. A wild turkey takes about three years to get to be 22 to 24 pounds. Right. It takes a a, a farm raised turkey like six months to become 30 pounds. What are they feeding those things? And It isn't insects and clover and waste grain that that's the realities to it so if we're going to go out and we're going to procure all this awesome meat why don't we try to use that in conjunction with some of these other tactics and uh especially for our outdoor clients we're seeing a a growing theme of really getting into that concept with them It's like hey man you you see it too with like the field to fork programs you know that uh, uh what is that is that um national deer association i think is doing that and i think you know nwtf is getting involved in things like this because they're trying to recruit hunters too but at the same time man they're teaching people that this this meat that you're going out to get and that's good that's good stuff shoot (laughs) with with stores being empty right now on certain things i'm pretty happy that i've got four deer in the freezer right now that makes me very happy at this point in time so yeah
1: so I want to I want to follow up with kind of your tactics that you're talking about, and 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 mm-hmm. once again, I'm just going to use my personal experience because obviously I went through it, and and I don't know if calling keto diet a fad diet is the right term, but mm. for me it was like it was just really restrictive, and I stuck to it. But I like strawberries, I like carrots, yeah. I like the you know I like pasta and it was yeah. just it was too restrictive and it just it was really easy to to slip. So mm-hmm. you know when I'm when I'm trying to you know plan out okay, what's my next phase and the evolution of my nutrition something's got to change. Mm-hmm. so what's what's kind of like is it is it what's kind of the easiest thing to really pinpoint like this is just awful for yeah. you I mean, obviously it's got to be sugar, right? That's the number one thing, right?
2: Sugar is, yeah, sugar is in in a sense of um, it's going to spike your blood sugar. It's going to cause your your insulin's going to come out. It's going to cause your glucose to crash. You're going to get hungry again. That's that carbohydrate roller coaster. Now, excuse me, there's a big difference between sugar in an apple and a sugar that's in a Snickers. You know I mean? That was They're, my next, that was yeah, literally my next question. Yeah, yeah. Big difference there. Apple has a lot of phytonutrients in it. It's got fiber. It's a good product. That's the key that we're looking at right here. Paul, I think where I would come at this point is that when I watched my wife use elements of the keto diet, not the full keto, it worked for her. Now, here's what I'm going to pitch. I was never a big Atkins fan, but we are learning that higher protein diets can help keep you fuller longer. I mean, from a standpoint of, of rebuilding muscle, that's great. It helps to spark that metabolism, that's good, but your brain runs on sugar. So you've got to be putting certain amounts into the body. So when you tell me, man, I like strawberries, strawberries is one of the lowest glycemic, uh, I don't know if they categorize it as a fruit or not, but it's low glycemic, meaning that there's not a ton of sugar in it. You know, I throw strawberries in my protein shake every morning. I love it. How much are you eating and when? So if you love pasta, I like pasta too. Here's what I would suggest. Maybe you're looking for whole grain pasta versus the enriched white pasta, a little more nutrient dense. Or maybe you go to something like a quinoa or a farro for for a carbohydrate source instead of like white rice. You know, it's more nutritionally dense. Um, Earn your carbohydrates meaning that instead of coming home at night and just popping down and having a big bowl of pasta, have that pasta after you've done a workout session to where your muscles are absolutely screaming for sugar because your muscles, when you lift weights, burns off glycogen, not body fat. So that's the opportune time to eat carbohydrates because it's not going to go to your belly. It's going go to go your, to your muscles. So timing is a big issue with that. But when I hear people say, boy, this diet did not work because it was restrictive, that's going back to that sustainability. So what I would say to you would be, you can use elements of it. You know, I would say, you know, if you're going to enjoy some carbohydrates or some fruit and you should, maybe you're doing that earlier in the day versus seven, eight o'clock at night, because now you're going to burn those carbohydrates off before you get to the evening. And in your evening meal, maybe it is higher protein. You know, you're having more good fats. And then the carbohydrates that you might eat, might come from lower glycemic or more cruciferous, your broccolis, your asparagus, your things like that. That's really not going to, to send that that blood sugar just soaring through the roof. So some of it, some of it's going to come down to quantity. Some of it's going to come down to um, uh, timing. You know, timing both throughout the day. When people say that they're ravenous at night and they just they they they've got to eat at night, two things I'm thinking. Number one, you're not eating enough during the day. Or two, you're just getting bored because if we took you and did anything else, you know, we go clean a gun, we we go watch YouTube videos on on, on turkey hunting, we go do whatever, and all of a sudden you realize, man, I'm not that hungry. Well, you're just sitting there bored at this point. So now it's a matter of understanding hunger versus versus uh, emotion. I'm pissed. I'm sad. I'm depressed. I'm bored. And, and once you can start to understand those aspects. Um, I think the other stuff starts to come along, but if keto worked for you, I have no problems with you continuing on that process. So long as you tweak it to where you can still live your life and not feel like I can't have a strawberry. Cause my God, life's too damn short to not enjoy a strawberry. If that's what you, I love blueberries. You're not getting blueberries away from me, man. So that's just, that's the way it is. Um,
1: I've got a friend that calls it keto light is what he's on. So keto light. Yep. Yep. Yeah, there you go. Yep. So I want to, I want to dive into your website if we could yeah. for, 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 a minute. Um, so if I'm, if I'm a turkey hunter in, in the state of Ohio and mm-hmm. I'm a fat cottage cheese looking dude like myself, uh, so I, I, I see the strutter. So, so just break mm-hmm. down like, so it's a six week exercise
2: program, functional strength, flexibility for turkey hunters. So what, what does that entail? So what we're going to do is the program itself is going to come down to two workouts an a workout and a B workout. And so we, we give instruction in that to let people understand that if you just do two workouts a week, you're going to get better. If you do three workouts a week, you're going to get really good. And if we start to like add other things in, so if you're going to do workout a B a, and now we mix in maybe a little walking or some rucking in between there, well now you're going to get really good. So, a routine like the strutter is going to focus on specific movement patterns that you would have to deal with in, in the Turkey woods. Okay. It's not going to make you um, you're you're not going to do any world-class bench pressing records. You're not going to be a bodybuilder. It's designed to make you more functionally fit. It's actually a really great program for a beginner because it, it it is not as difficult as if you're looking at the site right now, like our backcountry. Backcountry country is designed to, to kick your butt because you're going to be in the mountains chasing mule deer or elk or that sheep. So there's there's different levels right there. Um, base conditioning is a good one for someone that would want to get started with, with this because we're building that foundation. So either one of those two would be good. And then actually, I don't know if it'll be out by the time the show airs, but we, 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 we constructed one about a year ago that we called the minimalist because a lot of people with COVID gyms were shutting down. They couldn't get out body weight and bands. And I didn't like the way it looked. So we went back to the drawing board on that. And that's another one that we're getting ready to launch. Because again, if you do body weight exercises and band work, you're going to get strong and you're going to get functionally fit. Are you going to be, you know, tearing t-shirts out? Probably not, but that's not the point of it. The point of it is moving better, moving better in the woods, being healthier, et cetera. So really any of those three, they're scalable. I mean, we want we want our people to understand that when you download this thing down, if we're saying you do three sets of this and you go to the gym and you do that first routine and you're like, oh my gosh, that that killed me. Dude, take it down to two, okay? These are our recommendations as fitness coaches with, I think between all four of us, I think we've got like 45- ish years of experience we're putting these things together but if i was training you in person and i'm like man yeah we're not doing set set 3 you know you're 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 done it's it's scalable so we want people and we did this for for a couple of different reasons if you go across the spectrum of what's on what we offer from a fitness perspective our diy's you can get them as low as 1999 for a 6 week program i mean we we wanted to provide options for all kinds of, 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 budgets. If you want to go that route, you know, you go up to our Cadillac program, which is the remote training. And that's, um, that's using specialized software. That's goal setting. That's nutritional counseling. That's us having unlimited text and email contact with our clients for any question that you have. That's weekly check-ins. That's online Facebook accountability groups. So we we tried to create things where people could come in and say, Hey man, I need help. Well, here, let's look at this option or at the end of the day. And, and, and I was telling Andrew this when we first started uh, talking a few days ago, look, follow us, follow our YouTube, follow our social. If you want sign up for our weekly exercise of the week email, we don't blow people's stuff up, but here's what you can do. You can be part of this community and you can get a hell of a lot of benefit just from, Following us, a lot of the stuff that we're talking with our clients about, we're giving it away on social as well. We're using the same concepts; it just might be in smaller, smaller buckets in that sense. Um, I mean, I get just as excited if I see someone post a beer koozie, one of our beer koozies from across the country after an elk hunt. I get just excited if someone buys a three-dollar beer koozie, as I do if someone trains with it, because that means that they dug what we did enough that we, we, we impacted them positively in some capacity because they, they bought a t-shirt or they bought a hat or crap. I don't know. They bought a, whatever we have on the website. And, and that fires me up because, um, yeah, man, we, this is a business, but we also want to create a community as well. Much like Andrew, much like the, uh, CrossFit community, you know, it, it's ravenous. It's, 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 it's a family and dude, it's just cool. You know? Today, I've talked to people from Maine, Saskatchewan, Colorado, St. Louis, and now Ohio. So it's it's pretty fun gig, man.
1: So if I want to look like The Rock, what package do I select?
2: It's
1: a remote <laughs> training, and
2: we're going to be working together uh, a lot. A lot. Yeah. Oh, shit. Yep.
0: Uh. Hey, Jeremy, one of the things, I mean, when we talk about just health and fitness in general. And I love what you said earlier. I can't remember if it was, what was it? Um, Are you fit to hunt? Are you fit? Oh yeah. So
2: we, yeah, we can train you for the the hunt of a lifetime Okay, or just to hunt for a lifetime, you know, because I mean, to me that's important. My grandfather's 88 years old and still goes on solo deer and turkey hunts that I want that.
0: Absolutely. And that I think as time has gone on and you and I talked about this the other day, but there is more and more research that shows, basically, you know, whether it's the diet or exercise, can prolong or you know, kind of hold off some of these really nasty things that we deal with and diseases and stuff down the road. Personally, I'm with you. The COVID thing, if that wasn't eye opening enough, that how the comorbidities and all that kind of stuff added to the mm-hmm. the, the the devastation, but. It's the diabetes, it's the Alzheimer's, it's the, you know, certain cancers and stuff down the road that I think, you know, they're showing the more you take care of yourself early on, you know, you can avoid some of that kind of stuff. Um, So that's, that's always uh, something that I I look, look at a lot. Um, One thing you mentioned a little bit about supplements. Is there anything in the supplement market that you feel is important to touch on? I don't want to make it like a commercial for anybody in in particular, but I mean, there's a lot of stuff out there and...
2: I, I personally, you know, I use when – I, when I say I don't use a lot of stuff and then I say I use a lot of stuff, I know it sounds like I'm talking out of both sides of my mouth here. But, I mean, multivitamin, probiotic, omega-3. I mean, that's just what I do on a, on a daily basis. Now, depending upon – like today, you know, I, I used a pre-workout. We were deadlifting. I wanted a little extra kick, so I'll use that periodically. But if I'm going out for a ruck, I don't need pre-workout to go out for – a rock. So you've got that. Um, you know, when we use like sports type drinks, electrolytes or, or branch chain amino acids, what I'm looking at is, do I need it? Do I need that? Meaning if I'm just going to go out and walk the dog, I don't need to come back and drink a recovery drink. But, you know, you mentioned a moment ago about whitetail hunters not having to do anything until the fall. Well, I disagree because some of the hardest times for whitetail hunters is summer prep food plots, hanging stands, clearing brush. So, I mean, to me, that's why they need to be training right now. But that's actually when we use a lot of our, our uh, either our BCAAs or like an electrolyte supplement is when we're out in the field in July sweating our tail ends off because that's when you're going to need to really to go that route. So, for me, I focus on just your, your basic, I, like I said, I cover my bases, multivitamin, fish oil, or omega three, and then a probiotic because you know the immune system starts in the gut. You know it's not just about good digestive health; it's 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 truly building a strong foundation. And then, you know, if I use a protein shake, which I might periodically for you know a smoothie for breakfast or post workout, I use them. So I was talking with someone today. He's like, "Man, I eat way too many way too many bars, protein bars, whatnot." I said, dude, I'm a, I'm a bar aficionado. I love, I love bars. They're a tool. Okay. And supplements are a tool. We shouldn't be using them even though we promote them and we use them and we talk about them. We shouldn't be using them because they are not a, a magic potion that you can just take this supplement and your abs are going to shine through or you're going to perform a certain way. It is. I love the, it's a supplement. Okay. You put mineral on the ground to grow bigger deer. Great. What is their forage like? You know, are, you got plots full of clover and high protein food sources throughout the summer. That's going to grow those antlers because if you're just putting mineral in the ground and they got nothing else to eat, you're probably not going to see the same result. It's the same thing with us as humans. If you're not putting in the right fuel and, and, and work, what's, what's the two biggest things to grow big white tails. You need great food, and you gotta let them get old. You gotta have time. It's I could go parallels all day, guys, with with hunting versus fitness. It's the same stuff. You gotta give yourself time, and you've gotta eat the right stuff, and maybe supplement appropriately. So that's how I would answer that question.
0: All right, I got one more off the wall question for you. Um,
2: yeah, hit me.
0: So, and my wife and I were talking about this. If you were training, and I'm just gonna use elk hunt you know, say seven days out in the elk and you're training, training, training. Mm-hmm. You know, you're getting in peak physical shape. You're eating clean. You're getting I mean, you're you're ready to rock. And then mm-hmm. you get out mm-hmm. into the woods and you see, you know, you don't have lots of meat to eat. You don't have fresh fruits and vegetables. You're living off of mm-hmm. bars and uh mm-hmm. you know dehydrated meals and all that kind of stuff. Does that send your body in any kind of like a shock or anything like that um, as far as, you know, transitioning from, yeah. I mean, if you went every day eating clean, then all of a sudden eating McDonald's three days a week, you're going to feel it, right? Does that?
2: Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure it does, you know, and, and I'm going to answer that question kind of in a way that may not answer the question, but I'm going to give you an example. So. I don't do it anymore because the two kids, have, have uh, their sporting events have trumped my sporting events, but I used to run a lot of half marathons, okay? And runners will use – they'll use uh, sports drinks, and they'll use, like, in-race fuel, like your goose or things of that nature. And here's what I know. You're, you're, you're encouraged to try what you're going to do on race day well before that because if you, you put that much sugar onto your system – it can cause some severe GI distress, and you really don't want to be running a half marathon trying to find a on as you're going down the way there. So I would answer that question by saying, yeah, I bet absolutely it throws some stress in there because it you can't necessarily mimic what's going to happen on the mountain with that type of food. But I would say you could practice. You could you could start with okay, does this stuff even taste good? You know the the the, the rehydrated type stuff, um, the bars. I've got a a good friend who's just he's a he's a stud elk hunter and this guy talks to me about what he he'll he'll go into the, the mountain with x amount of food and water and he won't come out until his food and water is gone and I'm like what are you doing it's like you know peanut butter and banana and bacon sandwiches I mean high fat high calorie lightweight and I'm like man so I don't know if I really answered that question for you but I think the key is is that with the different product lines that are out there. And I mean, there's a ton of different, you know, of the, of the packaged foods that you can rehydrate and there's a lot of supplement lines that have a lot of electrolyte or energy type drinks that you can take along. that are very lightweight. You know, you can have lightweight fruits, your jerkies, your, your stuff like that. I would say you need to practice somewhat to to try to mimic what it might feel like, but also understand going back to that marathon or half marathon example at some point wherever you are it's probably going to suck so now this is where the mental training and the toughness kicks in i mean it's why when you're when you're doing a wad tomorrow morning and you're about ready to throw up on the floor that's where you can actually go to yourself and say this is going to make me a little tougher you one could argue i don't like to throw up when i work out so but one could argue that what you're doing isn't just about that moment right there of whatever you did it's going to push you or help you push. I um, even looking at a guy like, uh, like David Goggins, who to me is superhuman, but he has that ability to embrace that suck and go to places that very few humans. I've tried it and dude, I, I can't do what he does, but that's how I think from a nutrition standpoint, if you're going to go on the mountain, you need to be practicing and I've seen guys do it. You know, they got their whole table, laid out with the foods that they're going to take and you know practice that stuff weeks in advance because you can't mimic what's going to happen four days into a hunt but you can at least start trying to eat these things and figure out does this agree with my system does it not agree with my system and make those adjustments before you get you know whatever 10,000 feet up and um all of a sudden it's like man I don't feel so good so that's that's what I would suggest you do I've yet man i've got to have you guys gone elk hunting that's my next thing i'm trying to do i've not gone yet so i uh i'm ready
0: Jeremy, i don't know if we told you we're we're just kind of really mediocre hunters uh and we struggle enough here in ohio so <laughs> we need to pin down yeah. a few things over here before we can go uh
2: got get a few things down yeah, yeah, yeah climbing up yeah. the
0: mountain there but uh, I,
2: I understand man I understand totally
0: that's great paul you got anything else
2: no jeremy this has been great
0: <laughs> yeah and I, uh, the one thing I, oh, I thought again, um, Paul mentioned it earlier and it's anybody out there. If you've got uh, a supportive person in your house that can help you with this, that is a major thing. So Paul talked about working with his wife mm-hmm. to, to do this stuff together. And I've worked with my wife. She has unfortunately been, I've wrecked lives because, you know, the day I came home and decided we weren't eating sugar anymore and, uh, that threw her for a loop, but, uh, there's, <laughs> If you got somebody in your house, it can be, you know, wife, spouse, even a close friend or a kid, uh son, daughter, yeah. work with them together, man. It's that, it's that support community that can really help give you that motivation yeah. and keep you disciplined throughout all of it. So Jeremy, you want to give everybody y'all your, your rundown. I know you're very active on the social media and you got your website and everything else.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So you can find us on Instagram at fit to hunt official. Uh, facebook just fit to hunt and then our website is www.stayfittohunt.com uh we're on youtube as well and and like i said earlier we put the stuff out there and we are constantly working on i mean we we text each other at work on a daily basis and it's like man what if we did this video what if we what if we put this blog out so i mean we're constantly i see the go wild shirt on we we work we we put content on go wild too so we are constantly looking for for ways to reach more individuals because you know like we we talk about all day long here if we can help people enjoy the outdoors more that's ultimately what we're we're trying to do and we know it we know if you're fitter and you feel good you're going to have a better experience in the outdoors so guys thanks for thanks for having me on thank you you, jeremy
0: appreciate it i think what we i mean i've got more ideas coming to my mind right now so we might have to have you back again so (laughs) Um,
2: I'll I'll be happy.
0: Yes, wonderful. Well, thank you very much and uh, take care.